0: Welcome to the show, 5 Stripe FM. I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of 5 Stripe Weekly, joined by Mark and LA United. They played on Juneteenth and Father's Day, and Joseph Martinez did what he does on Father's Day. And, uh, yeah, you know, good little runouts for uh, the king I think uh, some would argue maybe he was the man of the match. Maybe some would argue that Luis Arujo was the man of the match. But uh, both of them combined well for our two goals. And uh, But before that, the lineup uh, had very much shades of pretty much the exact lineup that we saw versus Pachuca FC. In that, Rocco Rios-Novo was in goal. Uh, Campbell and Franco were the center-back pairing with Wiley and Lennon as the fullbacks. And Heinman and Ibarra in the middle of the park in midfield. Uh, Cisneros and Moreno and Adaruju, the attacking midfielders, with Joseph up top. And, uh, you know, we uh, we started off hot. That's what we needed and especially at the Benz, you know, it's something that if we don't get off to a hot start, it starts to maybe not the boo birds come out. But there are uh, some some tension, I think, that yeah. you can feel within the stadium because of our, our recent form. But uh, yeah, you know, Mark, kind of give us your th- your quick little like, maybe summary of this match for you.
1: A uh, fantastic start. I mean, like, the, the best opening 20, 25 minutes that I can remember for some time. Uh, getting that super early goal, uh, you know, constantly putting Miami under pressure. Uh, of course, they were missing one of their key midfielders. And then one of the... Players I was filling in in that position, uh, you know, gets himself two yellows. I mean, like I tweeted, it's really difficult to get yourself two yellows in the first half and MLS, you know, like it's one of my main complaints that they hate giving out first half yellows. And but I mean, you know, he uh, he was deserved. I mean, it
0: It was deserved. Moreno was uh, was getting just fouled all around the
1: pitch yeah Mm -hmm. and I mean I'm sure we'll talk more about Moreno but uh another strong performance for him uh in the midfield um and yeah I mean you know I think uh after they went down to 10 men um I think the next I I wanted them to get the second goal before halftime um I felt like Miami were kind of reeling at that point um and i think that uh atlanta probably let an opportunity slip in that period mm-hmm. uh but you know it's most important that uh, they didn't allow a goal and you're looking at the xg it was only 0.9 for miami so um that's off the top of my head that's one of the lowest that atlanta has allowed this season so um you know you love seeing that the the really for the most part the chances weren't given away um mm-hmm just a solid performance from the back line overall. And then uh, getting that second goal about the hour mark, you know, and that's from there it was, it was actually pretty easy. So, um, a pretty complete performance overall, I think. Yeah, I agree. And it's definitely, uh,
0: now I wouldn't say it's a, like, uh, kind of barn burner of, a of an attacking performance, but I would sure. say that the control was there, uh, especially after, uh, you know, that red, and the attack looked like they, there was some cohesiveness, yeah. with really only the uh, you know the second time this whole uh, eleven has played together, and so there seems to be some continuity. Um, you know, and for that uh, that first goal, I mean, yeah, really, really tasty stuff. Um, you know, Joseph, um, you know, picking up that, that loose ball. And then knowing exactly where to place it on a plate for Luis Adarujo to finesse it into that bottom left corner. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like there's a lot of, uh, I think, good combinations being built uh, Mm -hmm. across the pitch in this match as well. Uh, You know, what do you think of Hindman and Ibarra in the middle of the park? Uh, Is it a good kind of, um, you know, defensive and you know attack combo
1: for you or uh i'll be honest in terms of individually i didn't notice them too much right Uh, and so you know i think there's two kinds of ways you can look at that um what i would say and this has a lot to do with the midfield was that overall i thought uh there was control there um you know when miami did win the ball or did transition for the most part it was snuffed out you know for the most part people weren't out of position and um and and you know even building out of the back um there was some risk to it but i think risk that like that's what top teams do basically you know what i mean so it looks shaky right like it looks risky i do say there was one or two passes like i remember vividly one from uh novo to the middle of the field i was sure it was gonna get intercepted um uh, but for the most part uh actually i thought the building out of the back was pretty composed um in the face of individual pressure. And so um, I think, yeah, I think that Ibarra and Hyman did uh, do a decent job. I mean, I think, like I said before, you know, Miami were missing a player in the midfield. I think they were pretty overwhelmed overall. I would say we need to see them against uh, stronger opponents, uh, but before we make a judgment, uh, but I think there's definitely promise there for sure.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely, uh, you know, speaking about playing out of the back, Rocco Rios Novo starting back there. Uh, it allows us to play with a sweeper keeper, you know, and someone that's uh, will condense that space for us, and yeah, it makes it really difficult for Miami to uh, really get out. They, you know, would have had to press really high to really make uh, you know pressure for Roca Rios Novo. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a backline that's pretty young, but they've got ability on the ball, and I think that's ultimately kind of the difference sometimes is, uh, you know, at least against this kind of side who, uh, you know, maybe aren't going to impose themselves possession wise. Like we are able to, by just being superior on the ball and being that team that can possess to keep away the ball from the opposition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we uh, we have kind of some technicians that can, Make that happen for us. That makes it really difficult for the team to, you know, uh, really muster up some momentum in the game. And, you know, uh, Moreno doing his thing to get, uh, you know, uh, Mota sent off essentially. Right. Really really good stuff. I mean, uh, yeah, he as kind of that backup number 10, he is quite dangerous. And, yeah we we definitely saw that for the the second goal where he shrugged off uh that challenge uh, pretty much was like uh having to yeah he rode that challenge almost went horizontal on the pitch but was able to stay on his feet mm-hmm. and uh yeah found that ball for Caleb Wiley who cut in I was yeah I was hoping he was cutting in because yeah from there I was uh yeah thinking he had that, that advantage all day. Uh it gets parried, uh and yeah, Luis Adarujo, right he's able to uh to put it on a plate for Joseph Martinez who side foots it uh you know past the shoulders of the keeper and it's uh quite a beautiful goal. Like right. that that's more of what we need, I think. Those type of counterattacks that yes. you know are clinical uh, but also, you know, that's what we we have. We have that pace. We have that pace, in behind, yeah. and um, you know, the ability of uh, you know of our creative players to find those players that are making runs too. So, yeah, yeah you know, some uh, some good clinical play. Although, yeah, there were other parts of the match where we weren't maybe as clinical and right. a little frustrating. But um, you know, in the, this. In the stead of, uh, you know, Tiago Almada and Gonzalo Pineda, who were both suspended, uh, I think that uh, right. Marcelino Moreno and uh, Rob Valentino did a fantastic job in uh, not only leading from on the pitch but also mm-hmm. off the pitch.
1: I mean, I think there's uh, some things from this lineup that uh, you can take from this game, you know, like uh, the inclusion of Cisneros, for example. Um, You know, I think with his athleticism and ability to run in behind, uh, I think he's a good foil, especially versus uh, Ruju and Joseph. And, you know, I think in general it is about how to reintegrate Joseph into this lineup. Uh obviously this team has changed a lot in the last couple of years and honestly so has Joseph. You know, he looked good this past weekend, but uh, you know, we'll have to see, you know, how much he's able to keep this up going forward. So um yeah, overall, you know, I, I think there's definitely some questions for the coaching staff to answer. Uh modest still has a couple games out and so you know once he's back in you know how does he you know who do you sacrifice to bring him back into the lineup uh but it's a good problem to have and at, at the end of the day United I mean, need to win most of these games going forward anyway because I think especially with this team uh we should be hosting at least one playoff game you know and so right now we're sitting in ninth uh, so there's definitely a lot of work to do to get to at least fourth. Even though I, and I think that this team could finish, should be anyway in the top three. So, but mm-hmm.
0: we'll see. Yeah, you know, definitely the talent is there. We've lost a lot of guys along the way, and um, yeah. <laughs> sounds like we're like in a war or something. Uh, we've lost a lot of good men out there, but uh, the, the, but basically the spine is like just depleted, and so it really is like we, uh, we have the talent still. It's just, uh, and we have more talent coming in, so uh, you know, hopefully, uh, it does uh, start looking up, and we start getting results. Uh, we start, we need to start getting them on the road as well. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be starting starting next week. <laughs> starting next week. So, but uh, in terms of uh, this match, and I think you know, maybe one of the other thoughts that I had was that. The ref, I think, uh, you know, bias aside, I think he had a really, really good match in controlling what was going on and, uh, you know, doled out yellows when they were appropriate, when they were, uh, you know, supposed to be, I think. And Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that way it didn't get out of control. And, you know, you had a lot of mass confrontations because people were just like, you know, you're calling it there why aren't you calling it for us that type of thing right right and, um i think miami more more than uh i think more than enough realized that it was like uh, yeah we're following a lot and uh it's probably warranted that's we're down to 10 men but
1: i know uh, uh i know soccer uh purists hate the you know halftime interviews of coaches but phil neville at halftime was funny though because he was like the ref is not going to give us anything but you know of course like and like right after the whistle blows of course he's going to be emotional and stay stuff so i won't hold that against him it was just funny though (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean he's also
0: used to uh you know not only fergie time but also you know a lot of calls going man used way so uh, yeah yeah no so (laughs) Not surprised, Uh, and also, I mean, with uh, the England's uh, women's national team too. You know, like them being a powerhouse, he's used to getting calls. It's you know, kind of how he's built in a way. So, but uh, anyway, we'll wrap a bow on this match, and Allen United they will play Toronto FC on the road this weekend, and we'll have that match preview later on in this episode. But we'll move on to the news and the big bit of news. Uh, filming this on a Monday, Raul Godinho, the free agent, the Mexican goalkeeper, who is that uh, previous Chivas goalkeeper, goalkeeper rather. Uh, he has been signed through the end of the 2022 season. It is official. Uh, he wrote on Twitter, very happy and excited about this new stage in my career proud to come to this great club let's go atlanta united hashtag unite and conquer he uh he's already starting it off right in that sense uh, whomever is maybe his agent marketing team uh definitely smart stuff there to already uh know what our hashtag is for one and right. how to pander to the fans always good yeah. but uh uh boca negra he wrote uh, or he said um uh, Raul was a free agent that was well sought after and we're pleased to be able to secure his services for Atlanta United. He's a goalkeeper with experience in big environments. And we're looking forward to integrating him into the group. Uh, he is, uh, he's got six, uh, national caps for the Mexican team. He has been part of Tata Martino's, uh, Mexican camp before as well. Uh, he's been part of Porto, Apoel, Guadalajara, and, uh, yeah, he being not only 6'5", but uh, yeah, his game kind of revolves around his uh, his reflexes, uh, good aerial game, as you would expect with his size, and good penalty blocking ability. So, uh, you know, we'll see how good he is with his feet, but I think that offers like uh, a good bit of competition uh, for that goalkeeper spot uh, between Shuttleworth, Rios Novo, and Goudinho uh, Rios Novo offering that ability on the ball and then Goudinho offering that size to control the box but uh, yeah w- what do you think of this move does it offer something that uh, yeah, you like to see coming into the, uh, the squad
1: yeah, I, it, it offers another option, which is the most important thing, right? I think you made the good points about, you know, the difference in his size, uh, you know, a little bit further along in his career as well. He has that pedigree, obviously, having played in Europe and Mexico. Um, at the same time, you know, like the one thing I always like to, you know, caution people about is that he's available for a reason, you know? and so. But I do think it's smart considering the injury that's happened to Kuzan. Um, It's just the reality is it's going to be very difficult for him to come back from that. And so Atlanta United do need to be thinking, you know, a little bit, you know, I guess contingency plans. And so uh, Rios Novo is one of them. Uh, Goudinho could be, you know, another one of them. But he's another option, you know, right there with Shuttleworth. And so, um, yeah, I I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense for the short term and the long term. Right. And so, yeah, if Guzan
0: does, uh, you know, want to continue to play, then it's this is a short-term uh, loan, or not loan, but short-term move that essentially still keeps our options open for whomever wins out the spot and, you know, proves himself that they might be something for the long term. So, you know, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, what do you guys think, Goudinho? Is he a good move for LA United? Let us know in the comments below. But let's get into the standings in the Eastern Conference. NYCFC they lead that uh, the whole pack uh, with 27 points, having only played 14 games. But uh, a lot of the other teams above us actually have played more games than us. Uh, but uh, it's also I warn against the you know games in hand kind of. Uh, you know, crowd that think, oh, yeah, you know, those are just points in the bag. If you, you know, count them up, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, so we should be higher up in the standings. Nope, you still have to earn those points. You still have to, uh, you know, you know, get those points to get up the standings. And uh, right now, yeah, I mean, we are at a better point per game than at least the two clubs ahead of us in Charlotte and Cincinnati. And I would say if you look at the, the roster, we definitely have a better roster than those two. So at the very least, uh, you know, with maybe one or two games less than the uh, teams above us, we should probably be a little higher if we can do the business button. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, I think it's probably appropriate where we are at the moment kind of uh, with uh, just how many points we've dropped and yeah. the issues that we've had
1: with injuries. So, and uh, honestly, looking at the feed, it's a it's a tough field i mean like for like cincinnati has been better than they usually are right charlotte i think has come out of the gate a little better than i certainly i expected and i think most people uh so you know new england uh has recovered as of late you know and you know we remember how good they were last year so i mean like one or two good teams are gonna miss the playoffs so you know i think that yeah it's gonna be a battle to the end Mm mm-hmm
0: Well said, well said. And, uh, yeah, Miles Robinson, he was seen putting weight on his foot, on his Achilles. Um, He's still got a long road ahead of him. But uh, I don't think he's ahead of schedule. But it is really great to see him post about that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, him being able to just uh, move around without the boot slightly. Uh, even though I'm sure he's still going to have to use the boot for a majority of the time, it's still, uh, yeah, a sight for sore eyes to be able to uh, see him making some progress. So good stuff to see. Uh, moving on from that, Tyler Wolf, he got the start for the U.S. Youth National Team U 20s. And then he, in a route, uh, he scored the third goal uh, to clean up in the front of the net for the third. Uh, for the U.S. Uh, youth national team, and uh, George Bello. Speaking of uh, academy players or uh, youth players, uh, yeah, George Bello. He was at the Benz for Father's Day. Good to see him in his uh, his summer off. You know, he's uh, taken in some uh, some of the games at the Benz So, you know, always great to uh, to see him as well. And also, uh, yeah, those uh, Juneteenth uh, kits with the uh, the Juneteenth numbers on the back. Yeah, what, what did you think about, um, you know, the numbers and, you know, the meaning?
1: I thought it was great. Uh, so, and it's funny you uh, mentioned that. So I actually did a little write-up for uh, Two Cents FC uh, about those numbers. It was by uh, Judah Middleton, um, an artist, uh based in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, yeah, you know, it was like the the kind of the inspiration behind the numbers, uh, you know, for her, it was like representing unity, um, you know, sort of uh, strength in numbers, uh, that sort of thing. And um, I thought but I just thought it was a beautiful design, to be honest, you know, so, um, you know, and I love that uh, the league uh, continues doing these initiatives with uh, the Black Players for Change uh, organization um you know i think that that organization has you know certainly left its imprint or so far has been um leaving its imprint on the league or making its imprint on the league um so you know overall i thought it was great to see um you know i also appreciated tifo um you know something so Specific to Atlanta and, you know, black Atlanta culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah, know, a, a nod
0: a- to Freaknik, which uh, if
1: you know, you know. Uh, if, one you of those, know. <laughs>
0: if one of those there, epic parties in the 90s. That, there's uh, no pictures of Freaknik. <laughs> nope. Uh, and there probably shouldn't be. Nope. But, uh,
1: <laughs> yep. Definitely epic. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to see, like, I, you know. I love seeing those um so sort of like personal references you know what i'm saying not just um not just uh like the, the corporate splashovers that you uh often see with uh you know celebrations like this one and other ones as well so um but no i i enjoyed it i thought uh uh, that was it was great to see overall, and like the numbers, I think I think are pretty cool. Um, and yeah, the bird they're going to be auctioned off to fans, and proceeds are going to go to uh, black organizations um, of MLS team cities. So you know, a good cause overall. And yeah, just love seeing stuff like that from the league. Exactly. Yeah, more of that
0: ramp up into uh, infinity, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. Um, yeah really really great stuff uh i really yeah i dug to the design as well and uh yeah it was definitely i think also uh yeah ftc utd are also doing a version of theirs that uh you can get yours done if you you know want some numbers on the back and uh Mm -hmm. you know want to support all of that but uh yeah that does it for the news and it gets us into the match preview and this Saturday at BMO Field it's a gr- we're playing Toronto FC 7:30 and uh yeah this is a team that's uh yeah they brought in a Lorenzo Insigne who isn't in the squad yet he'll be in there in July but uh, it's almost Maybe like they're waiting on him a little bit because, uh, yeah, they're in the depths of the Eastern Conference. But, uh, yeah, the whole team is uh, a massive question mark. Uh, a lot of big departures in Josie Altidore, uh, Jefferson Soltado. Uh, he also left and Richie Leria, Omar Gonzalez, It's uh, just a mass exodus of this squad. I believe
1: Kamara Lawrence also left?
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, there's a... Or maybe he was about to be gone at the the time of, um, you know, that preview in the beginning of the season. But either way, uh, yeah, they haven't brought in a ton of talent. But uh, the other DP acquisition was Mexican international Carlos Salcedo. And so uh, it's a a squad that is a work in progress. They still have Alejandro Pozuelo, though, and he is still trouble. But, uh, you know, and then also Michael Bradley still in there as well. But it's uh, a very much changed squad that should be gotten at. We should be, uh, you know, putting them to the sword if uh, all goes well. Because predictions uh, from the MLS writers, they have them finishing as high as 5th, but as low as 10th. So not a squad that uh, is, you know, kind of expected to make waves. Maybe until Insigne maybe plays a part, but we'll also see, you know, if he actually uh, makes an impact like, uh, you know, the Atomic Ant, or if he makes more of an impact like... uh, uh, homeboy at Chicago Fire, so <laughs> it will remain to be seen. But let's get into the lineup predictions. So getting through the lines, I think, uh, yeah, you know, get a you get a clean sheet. Uh, you know, you control a big share of the possession. I think you're not probably gonna change too much. So Rios Novo is in between the sticks for me. Agree.
1: Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: he was solid enough that you stick with him. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in the back line, I think it's uh, Lennon, Franco, Campbell, and Wiley again. What do you think?
1: I, I do like Wiley getting these opportunities. Um, and like as I said before, like Franco Campbell is our best center back pairing with what we have available. So, you know, um, unless there's a need for rest or an injury, they should be starting. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, Dijon, uh,
0: decent backup, but I think it's one of those where, yeah, if you're going to take these lumps anyway, uh, yeah, you know, I think George Campbell is that guy that should be the uh, getting the bulk of the minutes. Uh, into yeah. midfield, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah I'm, I think that Hosetsu comes in for Hyman um and uh, Ibarra, I think retains his position um I think Hosetsu may be just offer you a little more passing a little more calm uh in in terms of building out the back uh, but yeah but yeah that's what I would, that's what I would do yeah and I don't think yeah um
0: I would I would have Hyman in there but I don't think yeah um, you'd go wrong with Hosetsu in there uh, yeah I think to make sense of maybe uh, your move to bring back Hosatu, it's the first start for Hyman uh, in the league since his ACL tear so you know I think you bet him in a little slower perhaps uh, even though yeah he may be match fit and you know his game isn't based on explosiveness anyway so it's something that's you know, probably would be fine if he uh, played back-to-back matches. But, uh, yeah. So, that's why I have him in there. I think that continuity is going to be pretty, pretty important here. Uh, but, yeah. Let's get into the attacking midfielders. What do you think?
1: Yeah. I, I think, again, no need to change. So, Arushu, Moreno, and Cisneros. Um, you know, I think that we saw a bit of chemistry. And, you know, hopefully we'll see more of that this weekend. Yeah. It's that, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think it'll be no surprise that, um, yeah,
0: we will stick with the same attacking four. Uh, Joseph up top. And it's that. Like Cisneros and Joseph, they offer uh, a little bit of yin and yang, a little bit too. Uh, obviously, right. with Ronaldo Cisneros being more of a, a target. Uh, and on the yep. wing, like, I think he did okay. You know, there are some, uh, some points in time where uh, I feel like, um, you know, in possession, he could have uh, maybe offered more, but right. he's not that type of player. I think he's more of a um, you know, fox in the box, a yeah. uh, you know, kind of more target forward mm-hmm. perhaps that's uh, you know, will offer, like you were saying, that foil to Joseph Martinez and okay. um you know but also somebody that can run in behind. So it yeah. offers uh that bit of dynamic that's not only that we've been missing, but also uh something that's we've almost really never had in a forward yeah. line like we mm-hmm. haven't really had a guy that uh, you know you can punt the ball up to and uh, you know expect him to you know kind of keep it for you a little bit while you right. he brings in others into the game I mean Joseph Martinez does that but he does that in a different way I think dropping deeper versus yeah. you know Ronaldo Cisneros he will be on that left side and you can punt it to him where He can keep it on that left side and uh, will be much higher up on the pitch. But, uh, yeah, Yeah. so it'll be very interesting. I think uh, if we keep that same 11, we shall see. Do you agree with Mark? Will it be Hosetu over Heinemann? Let us know. But, guys, let's get into the score prediction. What do you got, Mark?
1: No, I'm feeling confident going into this game, actually. You know, not only because of the performance against Miami, but... Toronto has just not been very good this season. Like, the offense has been average at best. Defense gives up a lot of chances. Uh, they actually lead the leagues in, in saves as a result, you know. And so um, I think that we should be able to create those chances as well. And we've been undefeated in our last three versus Toronto, win, winning two of those matches. And I think we'll win against this weekend, you know. I got us 2 1. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I hope so. I'm not as bullish. I think
0: we're gonna do a 1 1 draw, maybe, Um, or maybe more than that, who knows. But I think it's gonna be a draw. Uh, You know, I know we need it, we can beat this team. Uh, I think, yeah, you know, we're still kind of getting some bearings. We're still, um, you know, I I just don't know if uh, we have it on the road quite yet. And uh, I think it's the start of a, a tough road trip here. But, uh, yeah, I think this is one where we need to at least get a result here. And I think we can. It's 1-1 for me. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. But, guys, that wraps it up for the match preview and pretty much the entire show, except for the question of the day. The question of the day is, what do you think of Rocco Rios Novo? Did he live up to the hype that some fans gave him? know really interested to see what you have to say get at us in the comment section and uh yeah it will be uh you know of course it's one match small sample size but uh for those that watch the match you know is it something that you want to see more of i mean obviously with a clean sheet uh with the ball at his feet and he's comfortable and then you know some decent saves i think it's uh It ain't too bad, but obviously some uh, reinforcements will be coming in the July window in Gudino, Yeah, we are looking forward to what you have to say. And guys, that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.